Hello, Hopeful. I'm Roger Corville, and this is For the Hope's Daily Audio Bible. Here, we read through the scriptures conversationally, talk about the truth claims of Christianity, and learn to fall more in love with Jesus and the people in His world. Welcome. What kind of people make up a kingdom of priests? My friends, God wanted his people to be a kingdom of priests. We know that from way back in Exodus, you know, a couple thousand years ago. And today, all of God's people are a priesthood. We know that from 1 Peter 2 and Revelation chapter 1. But in Old Testament days, the nation of Israel had a priesthood that represented them before God. And what the priests were, the whole nation should have been. And so that's... Gets me to the question of the day. What kind of people make up a kingdom of priests? Well, at least one part of it. We, like God, should take no pleasure in people dying without salvation. Hey, and that's kind of a sober thought here as we knock down today's slice of our Monday through Saturday journey through the Bible in a year time together. But my friends, as we read every word of God's revelation of himself and catch his mind and print, his heart, I believe, throughout the whole Bible, is for all people. And we should consider our own lives in light of that. Which gets us to our New Testament segment and and today's reading, which is really begins a couple days of descriptions of gospel-shaped living, right? Having denounced the idle speculations of false teachers, Paul turns from talking about spiritual warfare to expounding in specific terms what true gospel living should look like, and he calls for prayer and addresses hindrances to prayer. Now, in this short New Testament segment, uh, it's a good reminder of ultimate hope, and whether you understand the cultural context of then or not, And regardless of how your church handles some of the hot potato stuff you're going to hear now, we, like God, should take no pleasure in people dying without salvation. 1 Timothy chapter 2. First of all, then, I urge that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for everyone, for kings and all who are in authority so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. This is good, and it pleases God our Savior, who wants, here we go, who wants everyone to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Jesus Christ, who gave himself as a ransom for all, a testimony at the proper time. For this, I was appointed a herald, an apostle, and I'm telling the truth, I'm not lying, and I was appointed a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. Therefore, I want the men in every place to pray, lifting up holy hands without anger, without argument. Also, the women are to dress themselves in modest clothing with decency and good sense, not with elaborate hairstyles or gold or pearls or expensive apparel, but with good works, as is proper for women who profess to worship God. A woman is to learn 
quietly with full submission. I do not allow a woman to teach or have authority over a man. Instead, she is to remain quiet for, and that, that word for means because, that's his argument, because Adam was formed first, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and transgressed. But she will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith, love, and holiness with good sense. And that is 1 Timothy 2. And like I said, wherever you happen to land on that kind of stuff, and I would imagine in a cultural, contemporary cultural sense, that probably makes you go, huh, what? But if it's God's word, then the question is, what are you going to do with words that the creator of the cosmos himself has inspired, meaning has spoken? Remember this, my friends, we like God, at a very minimum, should take no pleasure in people dying without salvation. So, turning to our Old Testament segment, up to this point, God, that same creator of the cosmos, has given instructions for the construction of the tabernacle and its furniture and for the consecration of Aaron and his sons as priests. And instructions are now given for the manufacture of various other items associated with the tabernacle. Um, to collect uh, and instructions for collecting ransom payments from all male adults. And God also informs Moses that he has specially gifted, meaning especially gifted, a couple dudes, Bezalel and Aholiab, to oversee the manufacturer of the tabernacle. And finally, God reminds Moses about the importance of observing the Sabbath, the sign of the Sinai covenant. That's that's the Ten Commandments. There, in fact, the Israelites here are still sitting at the foot of Mount Sinai. Picking up in Exodus chapter 30. You are to make an altar for the burning of incense. Make it of acacia wood. It must be square, 18 inches long and 18 inches wide. I'm just going to pause before I keep going. You know, some people think about that um, chapter in First Timothy that we just read. Yeah, also parallel with the nature of, say, chapters 11 through 14 in the book of 1 Corinthians, and put it under the heading of orderly worship. So, just remember, God is not a God of disorder and dis-ease and death. God is a God of order. And so orderly worship makes a lot of sense. And so a lot of the details here that we are reading that don't make sense to us somehow make sense in the context of orderly worship. All right, now, now we'll roll now that I get off my soapbox. You are to make an altar for the burning of incense. Make it of acacia wood. It must be square, 18 inches long and 18 inches wide, and it must be 36 inches high, and its horns must be of one piece with it. Overlay its top all around its sides and its horns with pure gold, make a gold molding all around it. Make two gold rings for it under the molding on the two of its sides and put these on opposite sides of it to be holders for the poles to carry it with. Make the poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. And you are to place the altar in front of the curtain by the Ark of the Testimony, in front of the mercy seat that is over the testimony, where I will meet with you. 
errant. Remember, remember the whole purpose here, besides the fact that this thing is portable. This is where God meets with his people, right? It's a something that's specific in description or in execution to this particular point in history, which is, you know, 1500 BC-ish. But more importantly, the purpose demonstrates God's heart. Where I will meet with you. Aaron must burn fragrant incense on it, and he must burn it every morning when he tends the lamps. When Aaron sets up the lamps at twilight, he must burn incense, and there is to be an incense offering before the Lord throughout your generations. There we go. There must be an incense offering before the Lord throughout your generations. You must not offer unauthorized incense on it, or a burnt or a grain offering. You are not to pour a drink offering on it. Speaking of order, don't offer, some of your translations may say, unauthorized fire. Don't offer unauthorized incense on it or a burnt or grain offering. That would be out of order. Okay, here we go. I'll shut up or we'll never get done. Once a year, Aaron is to perform the atonement ceremony for the altar. Throughout your generations, he is to perform the atonement ceremony for it once a year, with the blood of the sin offering for atonement on the horns, the altar is especially holy to the Lord. Next section, the atonement money. The Lord spoke to Moses. When you take a census of the Israelites to register them, each of the men must, each of the men must pay a ransom for his life to the Lord as they are registered. Then no plague will come on them as they are registered. Everyone who is registered must pay a half a shekel according to the sanctuary shekel, which is 20 giras to the shekel. This half shekel is a contribution to the Lord. Each man who is registered, 20 years old or more, must give this contribution to the Lord. The wealthy may not give more and the poor may not give less than the half a shekel when, when giving the contribution to the Lord to atone for your lives. Take the atonement price from the Israelites and use it for the service of the tent of meeting. It will serve as a reminder for the Israelites before the Lord to atone for your lives. Okay, my friends, we're not going to make it through all of this, but I'm just going to pause again. Notice here something that's really critical. The wealthy and the poor are explicitly charged with paying the same amount. Why? Well, uh, one, it's the atonement price for each individual man, and by extension, probably his family. But more importantly, every human being, regardless of earthly wealth, every human being is made in the image of God. And of course, every human being needs equal payment of atonement price on behalf of Jesus. Jesus' blood for us. And it doesn't make any difference if you're wealthy or poor, right? So the application of of, I'll just say it, progressive taxation, uh, at least in this particular context, doesn't have a biblical application. There is a context here where every human being has equal responsibility before the Lord. It's not a function of that person's poor or that person's wealthy, that person's oppressed and living in a in a crap hole somewhere and somebody else has has wealth and honor and privilege every human being owes the same thing to the lord because we all receive 
the same thing from the Lord. You with me? Now I'm getting off the soapbox. <laughs> the bronze basin. I knew you were waiting for that. The Lord spoke to Moses. Make a bronze basin for washing and a bronze stand for it. Set it before the, between the tent of meeting and the altar and put water in it. Aaron and his sons must wash their hands and their feet from the basin whenever they enter the tent of meeting or approach the altar to minister by burning a food offering to the Lord. They must wash with water so that they will not die. They must wash their hands and feet so that they will not die. This is to be a permanent statute for them, for Aaron and his descendants throughout their generations. Next section, the anointing oil. The Lord spoke to Moses, take for yourself the finest spices. Twelve and a half pounds of liquid myrrh, half as much, meaning six and a quarter pounds of fragrant cinnamon, six and a quarter pounds of fragrant cane, twelve and a half pounds of cassia, by the sanctuary shafical, in parentheses, and a gallon of olive oil. Prepare from these the a holy anointing oil, a scented blend, the work of a perfumer, and it will be holy. It will be holy anointing oil. With it, you are to anoint the tent of meeting, the ark of the testimony, the table and all its utensils, the lampstand and all its utensils, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering with all its utensils, and the basin with its stand. Consecrate them, and they will be especially holy. Whatever touches them will be consecrated. Anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them to serve me as priests. Tell the, tell the Israelites... This will be my holy anointing oil throughout your generations. It must not be used for ordinary anointing on a person's body, and you must not make anything like it using its formula. It is holy. It must be holy to you. Anyone who blends something like it or puts some of it on an unauthorized person may be cut off from his people. The sacred incense. The Lord said to Moses, Take fragrant spices, stacte, Anexia and galbanum, the spices and pure fragrance scents, are to be in equal measures. Prepare expertly blended incense from these. It is to be seasoned with salt, pure and holy. Grind some of it into fine powder and put some in front of the testimony in the tent of meeting where I will meet with you. It must be especially holy to you. As for the incense you are making, you must not make any for yourselves using its formula. It is to be regarded by you as holy, belonging to the Lord. Anyone who makes something like it to smell its fragrance must be cut off from his people. Next section, God's provision of the skilled workers. My friends, if you are an artist or if you're, if you're a worker of any form, right, you go perform your work, your art in a financial services firm or in a hospital. I love this section of the Bible for us. The Lord also spoke to Moses, Look, I have appointed by name Bezalel son of Uri, son of Hur from the tribe of Judah. I have filled him with God's spirit, capital S. I have filled him with God's spirit, with wisdom, understanding, and ability in every craft to design artistic works in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut gemstones for mounting, and to carve wood for work in every craft. I have also selected Aholiab, son of Ahishamach, of the tribe of Dan, to be with him. I have put wisdom. I have put, catch this, this is for you. I have put wisdom in the heart of every skilled artisan, in order to make all that I have commanded you. 
the tent of meeting, the ark of testimony, the mercy seat that's on top of it, all the furnishings of the tent, the table with its utensils, the pure gold lampstand with all its utensils, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering with all its utensils, the basin with its stand, the specially woven garments, both the holy garments for the priest Aaron and the garments for his sons to serve as priests, the anointing oil and the fragrant incense for the sanctuary, they must be made according to all that I've commanded you. Observing the Sabbath. Here we go. The Lord said to Moses, Tell the Israelites, You must observe my Sabbaths. Here's why. For it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations so that you will know that I am the Lord who consecrates you. Observe the Sabbath, for it is holy to you. Whoever profanes it must be put to death. If anyone does work on it, that person must be cut off from his people. Work may be done for six days, but on the seventh day there must be a Sabbath of complete rest, holy to the Lord. Anyone who does work on the Sabbath must be put to death. The Israelites must observe the Sabbath, celebrating it throughout their generations as a permanent covenant. It is a sign forever between me and the Israelites, for in six days... The Lord made the heavens and the earth, but on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. And when he finished speaking with Moses, when he finished speaking with Moses on Mount Sinai, he gave him the two tablets of the testimony, stone tablets inscribed by the finger of God. And that gets us up through chapter 31. My friends, what kind of people make up a kingdom of priests? Well, we serve a God of order. And at very least, if we take a lesson from the first part of 1 Timothy 2, we, like God, should take no pleasure in people dying without salvation. We close today with a wisdom segment. We've been slowly trudging through Proverbs 15, and today we pick up at verse 30. Bright eyes cheer the heart. Good news strengthens the bones. One who listens to life-giving rebukes will be at home among the wise. Anyone who ignores discipline despises himself, but whoever listens to correction acquires good sense. The fear of the Lord is what wisdom teaches, and humility comes before honor. And that gets us up through verse 33, which is the end of Proverbs 15. My friends, what kind of people make up a kingdom of priests? Well, if you truly profess Jesus as Lord and Savior and have been filled with the Holy Spirit, or more accurately, if you truly profess Jesus as Lord and Savior, you have been filled with the Holy Spirit. I think our hearts should break for what breaks God's heart. I can't imagine looking around the world right now without realizing that there's an increase in disorder and dis-ease and death. I've been working on uh, a little something to comment on the issue 
going on in Israel, and I've just been, would you pray for me on that? In fact, let's just close out with that. Lord, I need your wisdom because, Lord, I want to bring your word to bear on the situation in the Middle East right now. And there are plenty of people saying plenty of stuff, Lord, and I want to put politics aside and focus on you and your heart for people. And, Lord, I pray that it will be a blessing to those listening when I finally get around to getting this out. Lord, I pray for each person here. Be with each person and and impart or renew your sense of peace, Lord, the comfort and counsel that can only come by the Spirit of the living God. I love you, my friends. Amen. Amen.